Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hope you're having a great day. Michael Lombardi, give me something, man. Tell me something good. I want to hear something great on a Friday. I mean, yet last night I had to go back and reload the, the remote. I mean, there was so much going on, Patrick. I mean, we got the baseball game, people coming from the cornfields. I know this upset JVT <laughs> tremendously, which I don't understand. But, you know, that's we'll put that over here, get back to that in another time. Mm-hmm. You got the, I had the Eagle game on. I had the Patriot game on. You know, I mean, it was good. It was a good flip. It was a lot. I mean, the, you know, I needed a couple extra batteries. It was nice. It was nice to see a little play. I, I thought this, though. This was not typical of a first preseason weekend. This was completely different. In what regard? In, in my experience, over 35 years, the veterans played. They did. I mean, the veterans played. I mean, the Eagles had their first team offensive line out there for two drives. You know, the Patriots had their offensive line out there for a couple, for, for two or three drives. Mm-hmm. So the veterans were, Kyle Van Noy was playing in the second quarter. I mean, this is not something we're used to seeing, A, because of the cut down on games, and B, probably more importantly, is the cut down on how many padded practices the teams are allowed to have. Okay, let me give you the facts. So the steam or line movement, whatever you want to say with it, was right on the Patriots. Remember, Washington, Michael, was for a long time a two-point favorite there that went the other way, gone, went through zero. Patriots end up closing right around a pick or one. A 22-13 win. The, the actual steam or movement on the Total, Michael, was right, but it didn't quite get to the 37. Remember, open 32 ends up, what, four, uh, 35. So stays under. That's a good middle situation for betters. You go over the 32, yeah. under the 37 and a half. So it stays under there. So you were right with the under 37 and a half. Wow. And I was would have been probably right with the under 32. Did you see what happened in the game? Yeah. So, okay. You know, this is classic. This is this could have been a bad beat if you had under 32. I mean, you got the, the, the they score to make it 15 to 13. They go for two. It looks like they the kid caught the ball. They replay it. It doesn't go. So from 15 to 15, it goes to 15 to 13. Patriots get the ball on the kickoff. They're going to kneel it down. They're going to kneel it down. They think the game's over. Riverboat Ron's going to use his timeouts. Like, what are we doing? You can see Belichick's face over on the other side. Like, seriously? Mm -hmm. Like, we've just played 80-some plays of defense. You didn't have enough tonight? 
Like, really? And so they kneel it down, and he calls timeout. So they run the ball on second down. They call time, And then they run it on third down, and Stevenson, the kid they drafted from Oklahoma, takes it 91 yards. I'm sure the Sharps knew this all along. I'm sure we're going to get – Applebaum's going to tell us they knew this was going to happen. They knew this was going to happen, right? He goes 91 yards, and it makes it 22-13 uh, for, for the win. Yeah, absolutely. And as we delve into this, that, that was exactly what happened. Uh, a couple of things. One, if we're going to, and I know you'll push back a bit, bit on this, but if we're going to say, what are we waiting for in Chicago? Potentially, what are we waiting for in San Francisco? Although I know you really like Jimmy G. What are we waiting for? Just play Mac. Just play him. I, you know, I, I would say after that game, and I said this to our, our consultant on the show, the, the, the executive the producer, no disrespect, JJ, the conductor, I mentioned this to him. I would, tend, I would take 10 bucks and put it on Mac just by the way he looked. I don't think Cam looked bad at all in that no, game. No, no. But Mac no. had a rhythm to him. Mac had a feel. And what you really saw was the Patriots run their offense, the Brady offense, when Mac was in the game. They were running the Brady offense when Mac was in the game. Now, it wasn't to the extent that Brady runs it, obviously, but that's what they were doing. They're going empty. They're going no huddle. They're doing all the things that Josh McDaniels loves to do. Now, I, th- I think it's worth a $100 investment on, on Mac Jones just to be the starting quarterback on opening day. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think a lot of it's going to be determined in the next couple weeks. But part of this, what we do as a living to give out recommendations to people is based on what we see, based on intel of what we're seeing. And the kid looked poised. He looked ready to play. He looked like he had an understanding. He was changing the protections. You know, he was doing the things that I think the Patriots coaching staff really valued. Now, he has a long way to go. Let's not make any mistake about this. Let's not, you know, as Parcells would say, not let, let's not put him in, let's not give him a gold jacket right away. He's got a long way to go, but he showed real good signs. Hey, JJ, can we see if they updated DraftKings the number on the week one starter there with New England? I want to get a feel for that. Some pretty positive quotes. And, Cam's misunderstood. You've done a great job illustrating this. The team loves him. Belichick loves him. It'd be hard to, to, to jump him. And he had great quotes about his boy Mac and Cheese. You know, he said he came and talked to him before the game. We talked about his expectations. So he's going to Newton for st- some tutelage. Uh, but he basically just talked about how fastidious he is. He prepares better than anybody. You know, Cam's high on the kid. It should be. I mean, look, and and this is not, in spite of what Josh McDaniels might say, because he thinks it's an easy offense, this is not an easy offense to learn. It it requires a lot of preparation, a lot of checks, a lot of adjustments, a lot of rerouting the mics. So, and this kid has been able to get it really quickly. And I thought he played faster as the game went on. I thought the Patriots offensive line was pretty good. Now, Chase Chase Young got the early pressure on on Cam around Isaiah Wynn. And but I think when you really watch the game in that second quarter, they they can run block. This Patriot team can run block. They will be a physical group, and I think it's going to be a great great addition to what if they can throw the ball. We know they could run it last year. So for me, I thought it was really a good sign. That offensive line is that's the strength of their team. There's no doubt, and they had their third string center and James Ferentz in there. So that tells you they have a little bit of depth. It resembles another great team, the Lions. The strength of that team is going to be the offensive line. Let's yeah. not go there. Uh, plus 250, two and a half to one. You brought on, it up. I mean, I, if I you know. don't want to go. It was complete, you're the point guard. If it you're was completely it, then... on me. That is that's <laughs> hand to God right there. Uh, 250, so plus 250, two and a half to one. It may be worth it to throw something on Mac. I think it is. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Put a, what do you put 100 down? He's the starter. What do you win, Patrick? I mean, 250 you, you know, bucks the... coming back the other way. Yeah, I mean, you know. So why not? Here it is. He wants to be so perfect, says Cam, about Mac, and I see his preparation is always pristine. That's what I admire about him. Everybody learns different, but he's just going to keep getting better and better, and we're going to be here for each other along this whole process. A good situation yeah. for Mac to come into. I, he just looked completely – you, you could tell me from your eyes – perspective um but the accuracy is just it just ju- the the one that he dropped in the bucket in the end zone i mean maybe it's a tough catch but the accuracy is just it pinpoint no doubt. I, I think he's got a really good feel, and I thought his command, he was playing faster as the game went on, which I think was really important. So, look, you know, he's got a long way to go, and he's only going to get better because he's going to be able to understand the offense and become more. I think what Cam said there is so important. You, you know, you've got to be able to take what you learn 
and put it onto the field. You know, and, and that's what he can do. And I think they can play what they want to do offensively. You know, the Patriots want to go no huddle. They want to play faster. They want to be able to catch you in substitutions. You know, and so I think that Mac can do those things. Now, when he's able to do it, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. But I think it's worthwhile investment. I really do. As far as the facts, part of me, a four-point swing. New England closed two. I had him closing one at another book. But anywhere between one and two, remember Washington heading into yesterday was a two-point favorite. 37 and a half. Michael gave you the under on that game. We'll get to the second game in a second. What I wrote down in my notes was it appeared to me, you can tell me, it Mac appeared to be behind the first team offensive line in this first series, which is a good, which is Belichick saying, I want to see what this kid, I mean, tell me what that means. Well, I mean, look, they can't put Mac out there and expect him to play with guys that don't know how to block or know how to play. So they, they basically what they tried to do is they kept him out there with a bunch of players that understood that had some veteran experience. So he wasn't going to go out there and stub his toe and look bad. And he didn't. You know, and even in the third quarter, that backup line that they had in there had some guys that were used to playing and they had some receivers that he had had some familiarity with. So that's how you have to develop them. The problem is, you know, look, you know, I heard him at halftime. Well, you just got to leave him in the game, let him play. It's who he's playing with is really important. You got to make sure you give them a chance to execute with the players around them because it's hard. If you put somebody back there that they can't block anybody, you can't evaluate it. So I think they did a nice job with that. Okay. Let's go other side. Well, do you have a comment on New England's defense? Anything stand out? I just thought their front's much better. I think their front's much better. I think you could see in, in Gotcha, they didn't do much. They didn't slant their front, but I think their front was much better. I actually thought Washington looked better offensively than they have in the last three years. I mean, I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick looked really good. I thought, you know, I mean, it, early in the game, they had a third, a fourth and in inches. They didn't go for it, but I thought he had a nice feel. He had another third down. He's throwing the ball out Stretching there to it. Humphreys, and, and Humphreys got darn falls down, or else they're going to convert that. I, I thought they looked pretty good. Now, I'm a a little bit worried if you're a if Washington fan, you got to be a little bit worried. Leno at left tackle didn't look good. Judon went by him a couple times. That's got to worry a little bit. That's got to worry a little bit. That's going to be the Achilles heel of this team. Can they protect? But I thought they were. I thought they were pretty impressive. I really did. I, agree. I thought they were for the I, first pre. And this is what I liked about the first preseason. I thought it was guys were playing. They were playing hard. They were into it. And they're going to get better. Like, this isn't where we're going to start and end here. So I, I thought it was pretty good. And I thought Bits really had a good command of what he wanted to do. And I thought he was, you know, seven, seven and a half average somewhere in there. So he was stretching it out a little bit for a preseason game. Heineke came in and averaged about 5.7. So dump. But it, I, I thought here's the thing with Washington. That's the best defense in the division. Right, mm -hmm. the Giants were very good last year, but those edges, Sweat could be a stud too. We know what Young is, and those Alabama yeah. boys in the middle. This is this could potentially be a pretty special defense. It was it was very good last year. And when they heat it up, and when they start to bring some pressure, and with William Jackson as the as their star corner, I mean, it really helps them a little. It helps them add a way to take some things out. So yeah, I mean, look, like I said yesterday. What we want from Fitz is we don't want him to lose the game, make mistakes, turn the ball over. You know, they get they go down there, they miss a field goal, turnover, the Patriots come back and score points. But the, the real essence of this to me is that you felt like I thought Fitz was very comfortable running this offense. He felt like you could felt like he could move the ball effectively. I think they've got to sort some things through their offensive line, there's no doubt. But that's gonna be a work in progress. The okay, so Washington, you know what else? The kid from Buffalo was it Patterson the running back showed a little something as well you know the kid he yeah. was a, the group kid that was awesome at Buffalo Patterson uh, they, they've got an offense when you start looking and he can catch the ball out of the backfield as well you know McLaurin's a stud that's wide receiver one you add Samuel to the mix Logan Thomas popped last year Washington I'll, I'll throw at you I'll throw at you the win total which we've been discussing but overall you walked away impressed I think they might have to do something at kicker though just too inconsistent they'll probably have a tryout coming up here at kicker you, you know and that kid for New England I mean if he doesn't miss the extra point I mean he had I mean I'm there thinking this guy's really good Very Nick Foltz, good. they resigned him back. I mean, the Michigan kicker, now he misses that extra point, but those long field goals were, were going to be good from 65. I mean, he looked dead center on those kicks. So, you know, uh, I, I was really kind of impressed with him, but I'm with you. I think that Hopkins is going to have to prove that he can that he can come through under pressure. I thought Norton was really good. I thought he was outstanding. So, look, you can't carry two kickers. I think Bill's going to have to make a decision about this because he's been deadly accurate in practice as well. 
Eight and a half on Washington. They're plus 230 in division. Of course, Dallas, who has huge question marks because Dak is that team right now with the MRI on the shoulder. No big deal. He's just going to get his second MRI. You see no Washington, eight and a half is the number there, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I, they did not look like an eight-and-a-half win team. They looked better than that to me last night. Now, I know it's the first preseason game, but I thought they looked, in, and Al Davis has termed, they looked organized on offense. They looked like they understood what they were doing. And I think the quarterback, now, they've got some issues in their offensive front. There's no doubt about that. They've got to get better up front. You know, I, I think certainly Leno's got to get better, but I thought they held up at right tackle fairly well. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, the New England front, you know, from Gotchow to, Ga, to Lawrence Guy, they didn't have all their guys. Judon looked good. I mean, it was a good front to go against, and I think that they held their own in there. So I would lean a little, just the, just the first look, it looked to me like Washington's not an eight-win team. I think they're clearly a nine- or ten-win team, just on what I saw last night. We can start applying data as we get it, and we can jump into the numbers and the trends. You walk away from Washington and New England, feels like two teams that just could be in the mix. Two teams yeah. that could, oh, you know, two yeah. Yeah, there are two teams that are physical. I mean, I thought you saw the physicality of both teams. I mean, they're going to wear you down. It's it's not going to be an easy day playing them. You're going to have to block Payne. You're going to have to block Allen. You know, you're going to have to block Sweat. You're going to have to block Chase Young. I mean, that, those are residual effects of a game. It takes some time. They wear you down. So as long as Fitz plays within himself, which I thought he did, I think this Humphreys kid, you know, he went to Tennessee after Tampa and just kind of he got lost in his career there. But he can give them a third third down converter, you know, a guy who can catch the ball, turn it over, you know, catch the ball in the slot and convert first down. So I, I was pleasantly surprised with Washington. I think you got to keep building. But what more what stood out to me, though, there's there was a sense of hunger with Washington. They were into it and they wanted to play well. Matter of fact, I'll bring up Fitzpatrick in a bit. I'm going to tie it to potentially maybe communication issues down in Miami with some quotes coming from Fitzpatrick about being replaced for Tua last year. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit here on the Lombardi line on a Friday. Rivera's teams, maybe it's almost like he doesn't get respect. His teams in Carolina were always tough too. This is, this is what, this is a benchmark of his teams. Yeah, I think they are tough. I mean, they look tough to me last night. And they're going to have to get better. Up, I mean, everybody has to get better. It's the first preseason game. But for me, you know, this was unlike every preseason. It was enjoyable to watch the games. Even the Philadelphia, we'll talk about it in the next yep. break. Philly, Philly, uh, the, the Steeler-Philly game was fun to watch, too. It, it really was. And away we go. When we come back, we'll see how Philly fan, Eagle fan, Remember, you got the nugget from Michael Lombardi, how the Eagles were named. I can't get over that. I love that. We'll find out what his takeaways were from that yesterday. And then you got three more tonight. Tennessee, Atlanta, Buffalo, Detroit, Dallas, Arizona. We'll set those numbers up for you as we get underway. Michael impressed with both Washington and New England. Is he impressed with Pittsburgh and the Eagles? We'll come back and find out next year on the Lombardi line. If you missed anything, go to M Lombardi NFL on Twitter. We're at VEASAN Live. Remember, those guides are dropping August 24th for the NFL guide as well. Let's come back here on the Lombardi line. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Football season's right around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials, much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring that state-issued ID. You're going to be ready to go within minutes. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older. Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Friday here on the Lombardi Line, presented proudly by BetMGM. Hope you're doing well. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course is Michael Lombardi. So pretty good reviews so far, Washington and New England. Michael liked that. Let me give you this, the facts on the Steelers and Eagles, and we'll get into your takeaways. 24-16, so that was steamed up. The number, it does hit the over. That it was essentially the Eagles won, stuck on one. So, of course, the Steelers outright winners here. Let's get into just initially your takeaways. Wasn't the juice on Philly yesterday? Wasn't steam coming in on Philly? Yeah, Philly that's right. Yeah, so that, go with the other that, way. That was all. That was all steam on Philly. Yeah, everybody had to have Philly yesterday. Oh boy, <laughs> you know I'm sure that was a that was a reverse line to a reverse line to a double down reverse line. I'm sure we have one of those coming. But anyway. Um, you know, look, I thought it was a really good first preseason outing. I thought Jalen Hurts got affected by a couple drops. Rieger dropped one on him. Hurts dropped one on him. You know, I mean, this kid Watkins that they kit, they drafted in the sixth round could fly. He took a 79-yard little screen pass from Joe Flacco and took it to the house. Kind of impressive. What wasn't impressive was, I mean, Philly's first-team offensive line was out there. Lane Johnson and, you know, Mulatto, the left tackle, they're out there. And, you know, they couldn't put the ball in the end zone on the first drive against Pittsburgh's, all of Pittsburgh's backups. I mean, Pittsburgh really didn't play, you know, their starting defensive line wasn't filled with all the guys we're going to see. You know, Devin Bush was on the field. You know, Highsmith was out there. But for the most part, this was a lot of backups for Pittsburgh on their defensive unit. And, you know, they went out there with, with, with really their starting offensive line. And so you expect to, if you're getting the backups against, whereas New England's game was ones versus ones for a little bit, right? This game was ones versus twos. And, you know, and I think it was pretty clear that Philly, you know, they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. They had some drops, they had some mis-execution. So they got to get back to the drawing board and see what they can do. Now, Miles Sanders doesn't play, you know, and we'll see if they have a running back that can do anything besides Miles Sanders. But for the most part, I mean, this is a classic Philadelphia game. Preseason game, they had 11 rushing attempts. Closed one, Philly, 36 and a half over cashes. Of course, Pittsburgh, a 24-16 straight up win. Uh, two... Oftentimes, we're not going to see a lot in the preseason as far as complexity and and showing a a playbook, but did you see anything from Sirianni's offense that showed you anything? 
pretty basic. It was pretty basic. It was all RPO stuff, you know, and, and uh, you know, they took chances, had the ball backed up, very analytical driven. I mean, they took a nine route. Watkins got behind the defense, hurt, overthrew that ball, didn't really make a good throw. That could have been a 99-yard touchdown pass. But, you know, to me, it was very blasé. It was a first game. You know, it's, it's what it is. He got some reps. I think their conditioning of their backup players, why this game slipped away, was the conditioning of their backup players wasn't very good. And that's why Pittsburgh kind of continued to mount their attack and was able to, to take the game over. I mean, they're down 13 nothing and come back and out, out, basically outscore them 24 to 3. Uh, over the next part of the game, partly because look, Philly looked exhausted. You know, Philly's only practicing 75 minutes. They're cut hour and 20. You know, they're not practicing a long time. And so they didn't look very well conditioned with their backup players, especially. Other side, got a hell of a backup race going with Haskins, Rudolph, and Dobbs, right? I mean, that is, yeah. Ben's going to be your starter, but all three, you know, statistically perform pretty well. I thought Canada did a good job, the offensive coordinator for Phil, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, of really trying to make sure that 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 Rudolph didn't have to read it. He he gave him a lot of throws, whether it's off play action or nine routes. You throw the ball here. You throw the ball here. So he didn't have to read it. He didn't have to anticipate guys getting open. And he looked much better. He played faster, which was critical. So, you know, I thought that was a good sign. Haskins had his moments high and low, you know. And so, you know, but look, they're playing against the, the Eagle defense that looked like once they put their backups in, went strictly to zone, you know, and that's why the Steelers were able to be 11 for 17 on third down. When you play zone on third down and it's a basic zone, you're not matching the zone, quarterback should have a good field day. It's like Joe Flacco. People say, are you surprised Flacco play well? Not really because, I mean, he's a veteran quarterback going against the Pittsburgh scheme that wasn't really doing anything, you know? But the Eagles couldn't get off the field. I mean, the Steelers had the ball 41 minutes in the game. Yeah, with Flacco, I mean, he just wakes up with an advantage because of that experience in this yeah, type I of Yeah, I mean, games. look at the if you're the Eagles, you didn't convert a third down. Now, part of it wasn't the scheme's fault, but you had some drops. You're 0 for 8 on third down. Okay, got three more to go. Matt Canada, remember, he was a huge head coaching candidate for years. Okay? Right, remember, he got well, he got fired, but his career felt, went in a tank when, when, when Big Ed fired him. He That's brought right. Brady in. We continue here. Lombardi got the three preseason games tonight. We'll delve in next. to you by us here at VSIN. Conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, playoff teams, power ratings for every single team. We do the work for you. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Now's a great chance. You also get over there, get an all-access VSIN subscription for free. $19.99 for the guide, and then we've got the pro football guide dropping on the 24th where you can get kind of a combo deal as we welcome you back here on the Lombard. By the way, how about your boy, Dion Lewis, retiring? I saw you tweet about it. Yeah. Uh, nice career for a third down back. Uh, he really, he really nice did. That won a Super Bowl, you know, propelled us in 15, you know, was really got it tore his ACL, which really hurt us against Washington, you know, and he was a, a kind of that that year we didn't we brought Steven Jackson back uh, to be a running back that really hurt us that injury really set us back I think had we had him uh, as well as he was playing during the whole 15 season, I think we would have had a really good chance at repeating. Yeah, he was in a, he had a nice little career. I think he missed. Didn't he miss two years? Let me just see. He missed. Yeah, he missed. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, Go ahead. I traded for him when I was in Cleveland. Yep. We traded for him in Cleveland. And then, you know, he got hurt his first year in Cleveland. And so then I got fired. And then they cut him. They cut him. You know, they just cut him. So he's out of football. And when I went to New England that year, we signed him as a future signing. So he missed two years of football. You know, whenever I interview, the, what I always find fascinating, Michael, is the life of an athlete in the sense that, you know, he's not even 31 yet. His whole entire yeah. life is in front of him, and he just, he's closing a chapter that defined him. You know, his whole entire right. life was football. These guys, they're spit out on the other end with like, okay, what am I going to do now? Oftentimes they have money where they're, they, you know, they don't have to work. Uh, so it's just, it's a really interesting proposition for somebody that's just not even 31 yet. 
Yeah, no, I mean, and look, you know, and he, he relied on lateral quickness, explosion. I mean, you lose your legs, and I know 31's young, but football's a, a tough sport, especially on running backs. He ran bigger than he than he played, than his size, there's no doubt. He wasn't just a nickel back. He was a, a unique player in the sense that he could do a lot of different things. And with him and James White on the field at the same time, gave us a lot of versatility. And look, you know, he, he took advantage of it. And my, my hat's off to him. He had a great career, won a Super Bowl. I mean, yep. He's going to look back with fondness. I mean, look, they're still calling. The, the, last night on the broadcast, they were talking about that J.J. Wilcock. They called him Little Dion. He left an impression on the Patriots for this time there. Yeah, third down spot. He's very good and ended up having a very good career. So retirement for Dion Lewis. Okay, we'll, we'll expound upon these, but let's jump into some of these numbers tonight. We've got Wes Reynolds joining us, Michael, in just a little bit. Tennessee, Atlanta. We'll start there. This number flipped here. Tennessee opened a point favorite. Right now, Atlanta's laying a point. Seems to be some good buzz. I know our buddy Will Hill is going to talk about Atlanta tomorrow with us. He's got to play on their win total on the season. Seems to be a little buzz on this Atlanta team right now as they're laying a point. I, I, I like Atlanta. I do. I like Atlanta because I think they'll be much better offensively. I think they'll have they have a running back now, you know, and I and I think that for the first time, I think they'll really see uh, a, a way to run. Last year with Todd Gurley, they didn't have a running back, and I think Arthur Smith will run the ball. I think he will be motivated, and I think he He's motivated to win games. I think he wants to kind of get that funk out. You know, they had a lot of games last year, Patrick. When you watch him on tape, they had chances to win so many games that they just fell apart. So I, I like them. I, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they'll play hard. I don't know how good they'll be on defense, but offensively they should move the ball. You know, and they'll go from what I think they'll go from Matt Ryan into, you know, I think A.J. McCarron. And it'll be basically this is a game with A.J. McCarron versus Matt Barkley. But, you know, I think it'll be one of those where Atlanta want to try to win the game. It's interesting, too, with a new coach, sometimes that's they're trying to set a precedent or a culture of, you know, get off on the right foot. And that, of course, is Arthur Smith there. Also, Arthur Smith, that's a big story with Tennessee. Seems to be a two-team race in that division. But losing yeah. Arthur Smith is a big loss as well. I think so, too, you know, and, and, and both Dean Smith, Dean Pease's defensive coordinator, he was in Tennessee. The interesting thing about this game, Patrick, is the over, I think we have it at 38 already. Yeah, we, there seems to be a line of demarcation, 37, and I'll get into the numbers in just a little bit in the preseason, 37 is that line, and we've got this one sitting 38 with Tennessee and Atlanta, Buffalo, Detroit sitting 36 and a half, so getting close to that 37, Michael, and then Dallas, Arizona, it was open 40, it's still 39 38ish yeah i mean there's something i don't know how i think maybe because of an offensive coach all in place uh, maybe they feel like they're going to keep trying to throw the football and score. I mean, look, you know, if just looking at that Patriot, I mean, the game. I'm watching the game, and it's you know, it's it's fifteen, to, it's fifteen to seven. And, uh, you know, with, with under two minutes to go, and you think there's no chance this over at 32 would hit, right? There's yeah. no chance. And you get 14 points in the last quarter, uh, in the last two minutes. So anything can happen, especially, you know, when you going back to that Philly game, I mean, Jerome Boger, he, he impacted it. He couldn't wait to call holding in the game. Same thing with New England game. They couldn't wait to call holding. I mean, they run it down to the three-yard line and they come back. I never saw the replay, but they call holding. I mean, you know, they just don't them play, which is really partly why these scores are so low. John Ewing over at BetMGM with the breakdowns here. 58% uh, of the ticket count right now on the Falcons. You saw that number. They open catching a point. They're now laying a point. 71% of the handle on the Falcons. So the Falcons getting bet in that game. It's 7 o'clock your time, 4 o'clock my time. Uh, the opposite. You know, I just jumped into Tennessee last night a little bit more. I had I saw a couple of people having to win 12 games. There's a lot of bullish vibes around Tennessee. The addition on offense, of course, but the big question, you know, Bud Dupree was injured. That's one of their big additions on defense. The defense has to get better. Well, you know, he won, what did he win, 11 games last year with the defense? I think it was by, it was one of the worst defense in the history of football. It I mean, bad. it was just... It was so bad. Now, call me Jackrabbit Jenkins. Janoris is there at corner for them. So we'll see how he's going to hold up. You know, that that's going to be the key. Can they cover anybody? You know, can 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 Caleb Farley, the kid they drafted in the first round, is going to be healthy enough to play? 
you know, and can they generate some passion? Look, Jeffrey Simmons is a really good player inside. They've got an inside penetrator. They've got somebody who's a disruptor inside. Are they good enough on defense? I, I, I really have a hard time seeing that. Offensively now, I think they can be really good. Now, I don't love their offensive line. There's no doubt. I don't love the right tackle, the right guard. I'm not in love with that. But they find a way to do it. And with this running back, the way he's able to really create yardage just based on beating people up and running through tackles. It's kind of amazing how he can continue to do it. And with Julio and A.J. Brown, two guys that are hard to cover, really, I think, you know, with Tannehill's ability to distribute the football can be played. But don't minimize losing Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith was really good at what he did there. I really do. Tough schedule for Tennessee. They get the NFC West as well. You look at that, Michael. They got the West, so... It's a, it's it's right now they're sitting nine juiced up headed to nine and a yeah, half. Yeah, I mean, and, and you want eleven with that bad team last year, and they're down two this year. Boy, Think about it. Boy, you're high on them. Well, I mean, just the fact that they won no, eleven yeah, with no you, defense. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, they they had no defense last year. We'll get back into them coming up in a bit. Wes Reynolds is going to join Point Spread Weekly, of course, host here on Beeson. Give give you some picks for a Friday. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
Summer's heating up. So does the sports betting action over at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Pretty damn good, huh? BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. Got everything. Live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, breathtaking, colossal. You know, it's all there over at BetMGM, king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code VSIN1000, risk-free up to $1,000. First bet, paid for in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. Got a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Renaissance man. Not just Michael Lombardi, but Wes Reynolds, of course. VSIN host. Point Spread Weekly does a great job for us there. We haven't talked to Wes in a while. It's nice to talk to him. We say hi, Wes, and we'll start with last night, and we'll get into the three games tonight. So the money was on the Patriots. I guess that was right. They got steamed up the 37.5. Nice middle spot. Anything that you learned from those two preseason games last night, Wes? Well, when I looked at New England, I think I learned a little bit more that maybe the gap between Cam and Mac Jones isn't as pronounced as maybe we thought. Because I think Mac Jones looks solid. He made a couple overthrows where he had a guy open and just the adrenaline got going. And he just kind of led him a little bit too far, the receivers. so But I think he made a pretty good, uh, at least a first impression last night. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And the Patriots are actually a team that I think is going to show some improvement this year. I actually like them on their overseason wins simply because I think their defense is healthy. They had the most opt-outs on defense last year. They did get Cam or Mac Jones, whoever is the starter, some help at receiver with Bourne and Aguilar. And I also think, you know, Bill Belichick's going to want to show something this year. It's like, hey, we had a down year. We're not done yet up here in Foxborough. So I, that's a team that I like that I I think is like a wild card sleeper in the AFC. Washington is a team I'm not as high on as maybe some others. I think the defense is going to be really good. And I think Chase Young's an absolute superstar. But I worry still a little bit about that offense. They got a tough schedule when you look at the regular season. It's like, okay, now we've upgraded a quarterback over Haskins and Smith and to some degree, perhaps Heineke, even though he's very good in the playoffs. But you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is on the back nine of his career, and he's pretty well-traveled. It's not like they acquired a top-five starting quarterback in the NFL. So I think people might want to slow the roll a little bit on the Washington football team, and actually the team that's uh, not Dallas in that division that I like is the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on slow rolling the Washington team. I've been that way because I felt like, you know, when you go back and watch them play against Philly in the last game of the year, the game they had to have, they struggled. But I do think this defense is really going to be hard to block, and, and they're going to create some turnovers. It's going to help their offense. And I thought last night, with the exception of their left tackle offensive line, still a concern, I thought they actually looked better polished, especially in the game. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick looked comfortable within the offense. Now, we've got a long way to go, obviously. But eight and a half, they did not look like an eight-win team to me. They did not look like an eight-win team to me. They're too good on defense to be an eight-win team. And Patrick brought it up. I think they have to handle this kicking situation because they're going to be in a lot of close games. There's no yeah. denying that. They're going to be in a lot of close games. And they can't have Hopkins miss a key kick, key kicks like he did last night. Straight-up win for the Steelers, West 24-16. The over does hit takeaways. Yeah, I think when you look at the Steelers, I actually thought Dwayne Haskins didn't look too bad in the game last night. Now, I think Mason Rudolph is still the clear number two behind Roethlisberger, but it kind of plays in a little bit of a, to, to the game tonight with Dallas is that, you know, Pittsburgh at least got to play a game where they got to pop pads with somebody else. And I know nowadays in terms of how training camps work in the NFL, you do get a team that comes in that you're going to play in an actual game over the weekend. And they come in for a couple days and you get like a little bit of a scrimmage and you get to hit somebody else that's outside of your own color jersey so that advantage is not as pronounced as it used to be but I did think the fact that the Steelers played a game gave them a little bit of an advantage over Philadelphia I kind of feel the same way about Dallas tonight against Arizona and uh, look this is the best I've seen Dwayne Haskins look in the NFL I know it's exhibition but at least some positivity that maybe he can salvage something out of his career obviously Obviously, not off to an auspicious start, but I thought the Steelers looked pretty solid and turned the ball over a whole lot, you know? 
Yeah, no, I mean, look, the Steelers, I mean, if you're Mike Tomlin, you won that game, you played your backups. Your backups were in good shape. I thought the Eagles' backups got tired. And, you know, you've got good work on the quarterback situation. I mean, Haskins was, I thought, inconsistent, but he did show some moments of being really getting rid of the football. And I'm with you. I thought Rudolph played better. He's eight for nine in the game. So there's a lot of things like, look, your, your backup defense against the first-team Eagle offense held up. Now, the Eagles helped you a lot because Ertz dropped the ball, Rieger dropped the pass, but they couldn't convert a third down, but you held the ball 41 minutes in the preseason, 41 minutes in a preseason game. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're obviously doing something right. Wes Reynolds joining us, of course, here on a Friday on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Well, let's go to it. The third, the late game tonight, you walked us right into it, Wes. Dallas, Arizona, no Dak, of course, opened Arizona two. Uh, mostly twos, maybe a point and a half, uh, one and a half, a 40 opener down to 39-ish, 38 and a half, Wes? Yeah, and and it's baked into the cake that Dak is not going to go. He started throwing again this week, so I would expect that he's at least on schedule for the week one opener on Thursday night against Tampa Bay on September 9th, but not going to go tonight. And look, what we saw from Dallas in that first game in Canton in that Hall of Fame game, not great. You got beat 16 to three. You really turned the ball over too much. They had three turnovers, minus two in the turnover margin. So obviously this game, I think the goal of this game for Mike McCarthy and the staff is like, okay, let's embrace some ball security guys and not turn the ball over so much. But I do kind of like Dallas here in the spot because A, they have a game under their belts. And B, when you look at Arizona, they've got some COVID issues on that team. I think they had to sign somewhere like three defensive linemen just to get some bodies on the field this week. And Cliff Kingsbury has said, hey, I'm not going to show very much offensively. Kyler Murray's probably only going to go a series. And then we're going to go ahead and turn it over to the twos and threes and fours, whatever we have on our roster. So that'd be Colt McCoy as QB2, Chris Strabler, a former CFL quarterback, the QB3. So not much of an advantage there, I think. And that's what I look at when I look at a quarterback rotations. I'm like, is there some kind of an advantage with these backups? You know, do you have a really good running quarterback when a play breaks down and can make a play when these third team defenders get out of their gaps or get out of their responsibilities and you can make a play down the field and make a broken play something out of nothing so I do like Dallas here a little bit in this spot. I would lean to the under 38, 38 and a half. It's kind of a big total for a preseason game, but I do like the Dallas plus the deuce tonight. Yeah, I would lean toward the under two. Like, I mean, Arizona, you know, they signed a bunch of defensive linemen, like you mentioned, you know, Kilgo, Crawford, uh, Marcus Hunt, Josh Morrow. You know, they signed four defensive linemen just the other day. I don't even think they can get them on the field. I don't think they're able to get on the field for the game. So, you know, and they have an older team, a team that, that, you know, you don't want to play these older guys in these preseason games. So, you know, four of their five, four of their starters are all over 30. I doubt if they're going to play. Watt's not going to play, you know, Chandler Jones wants a new contract, Marcus Golden, Butler, those guys. So, And then their backups on the offensive line, to me, are really in question. So I'm not sure the Cardinals are going to be a sharp team this preseason. I think they're going to have to rely on opening the season up looking sharp. I think the Cowboys will be a little bit better coached at this stage than what the Cardinals are. West new coach debuting tonight. Atlanta, of course, Arthur Smith seen that number jump Atlanta up to one and a total of 38. Yeah, I played pick. I would still play minus one or maybe even lay money line here. I do like the Falcons in the spot. I think Brable's like two and six against the spread in preseason. So I think Atlanta may take this a little bit more seriously because mm-hmm. it is Arthur Smith, first game in Atlanta. Of course, Mike Brable is his former boss. Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator for the Titans last year. So when I look at this, uh, Tannehill is not going to go. So that's probably a little bit of the reason for the move at least about a one one and a half point move so Woodside and Kaiser are their QB2 QB3 for Atlanta Matt Ryan AJ McCarron Felipe Franks who apparently has been pretty solid in camp I don't expect him to get the number two role but McCarron is a nice veteran that's going to manage the game he's not going to necessarily lose it for you so I do like Atlanta here in the spot I think that this is a uh, you know when you come in the first game to some coaches that matters to some coaches it doesn't and we you got a first-time head coach like Arthur Smith. I think he's going to want to take this seriously, and you're going to want to win every game you can. 
Yeah, I do too. I get the sense that he will because they had this little bit of last year. You know, they lost so many close games. I think they have to find a way to kind of instill that positivity within their team and find a way to right. do that. Now, look, you know, I, I just think to me that's going to play an important role, playing in front of the home crowd, kind of building on that. Plus, I think they're going to run the football. I think I don't think Tennessee's backups are going to be able to hold up. Wes, I got a minute here. Speaking of new coaches, your boy, Dan Campbell, no Allen, <laughs> Buffalo in town, Detroit's point favorite, and total right around 36 and a half. Yeah, and it has moved to Detroit. I do agree with the move. Part of that is obviously that the uh, the big uh, contract man, Josh Allen, is not going to go tonight. But one thing Detroit, I think, is doing, Patrick and Michael, is that they're trying to be more physical on both sides of the ball. And that's what Dan Campbell said from the day one he was hired when he, when he came there for the press conference. We got to be better up front. So you saw the Lions do a lot of drafting on the offensive line with Penny Sewell, also on the defense defensive line. It's like, okay, we might not be the best in the skill positions, but we're at least going to be physical at the point of attack. And this is another first game guy. And you've seen it reflected in the line. I think the market highest two at Circa Sports right now, one and a half pretty much everywhere else, is that, hey, we're going to be physical from the jump here. We might not be the best team and we're probably not going to win a lot of games. So we got to take every chance to win that we can, even if it's preseason. Yeah, they are going to be physical. Michael, can the Lions be faster? Can they just be can they can they try to be faster cuz that's they're going to need speed because they're the slowest defense I've ever seen. It's depressing. But preseason, I don't know how fast you got to be. I think you can get away with it a little bit. Well, that was as fast as we've ever seen Wes Reynolds, so he killed it. Wes Reynolds won on Twitter. Thank you, Wes. Have a great Friday. Thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend. Okay, there he goes. We'll get into those three games. And by the way, just to, anybody seen Bill Berman? Because I haven't heard from him. We come back here on a Friday. Uh, uh, yeah, a quiet day. <laughs> it's a Lombardi line. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.